Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Welcome to another week of your favorite Bitcoin podcast, the Bitcoin podcast show on the Bitcoin podcast network. I'm your first host, Marcello. And I am host number two, Demteric. I am host number three, Dr. Corey Petty. Hello, everybody. Hey. What's up, fellas? How was y'all's week? Pretty good, actually. Uh, I had a good week. Uh, busy. Good, but you know, so like that, that status we had, uh, we called it. Cello's uh, gonna love this. We called it Build a Week, or Build with an L before Biddle. the D. He loves that, I know. Yeah. Uh, and what we did was basically everyone gets to work on a project that they think is interesting that isn't necessarily a part, like directly a part of their job, trying to like build something interesting. And we came up with a lot of like really cool stuff that I think is uh, like. Really, 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 really cool for what this technology can do, but requires quite a bit of work to actually implement. Hmm. That's cool. I um I biddled my Assassin's Creed character to level 36, got some cool armor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do shit this week. Um for me it's work and planes. So it's pretty much how my week went. I'm entering um, the workforce though next week, so no more. You getting back in now. the game? Uh, I'm going back to Dell, the the employer that loves me unconditionally, unlike crypto. <laughs> Dell does love you, unless you yeah. unless you like become a pedophile. Uh, that's not gonna Wait. not not gonna happen though. So it's cool. I'm gonna work at <laughs> Dell. <laughs> Where does that even come from, dude? Corey? You got a Dell? Didn't he become like a pedophile? I did, did he. Well, I did Something not know happened this. with that dude. He became he became shunned immediately. Oh, you got I Jared Fogel guy. I thought I thought Jared from Subway was the pedophile. I didn't yeah, they're know they're all pedophiles. That. It's fine. Oh, okay. You know what's well, funny? I, I listen to a podcast and they spend the last twenty minutes of the podcast um, fact checking. So like everything that they said, if they made a mistake, they'll bring it up, and it usually fills like the whole twenty minutes. I thought that was kind of interesting. What podcast is this? Uh, it's the Armchair Expert podcast. Oh, okay. That sounds like a pretty fun fun thing to do. All right, so yeah. fact check whether or not you do got a dill guy was a pedophile. I don't even remember what that guy looks like. It was so long ago. But um, what are we talking about today, fellas? What's on the docket? Docket uh, Negro Damas. Uh, the price. <laughs> It oh. has gone down as it, as everyone expected to. Will it hit four thousand, or are we gonna not see any resistance? Um, well, 
I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's going up to six thousand anymore. I know I've been saying that for a couple of weeks, but there's a pretty big sharp decline there. And my special Big Mac sauce indicator also went down as well. Mm. So I think it's just gonna stay at this level. It's not going up to six thousand like I thought. I'm sorry, guys. I was wrong. Why did you think it was going to six thousand in the first place? I got a Big Mac sauce indicator I use, and <laughs> when it <laughs> when it spikes up, I I like to think that it spikes up. It's a leading indicator. It's been for a while. I'm not giving the special sauce out on the show. You're gonna have to join the Slack for that. But um, it it tends to lead the price of Bitcoin by 72 hours or so. So um, I've been using it for a while and. It hasn't failed me yet. Here's something about so. the price that like I'm I'm uh slightly peeved about. So like now that we've had we've been down to like the threes and fours or whatever it's been down for the past couple months, or even this year for that matter. Um anytime you see any movement whatsoever, like five to six percent movement, people go fucking crazy. Um, yeah. who cares? Like the last the last <laughs> movement was talking about like a, a number of X's, which means like 100, 200, 300, 400 percent. And we're going crazy over like 6 percent. Like we're well, not going to see a bull run, like a crazy bull run until things, whether it be Bitcoin, altcoins, whatever it is, start really moving because we're so or like once again, infant talk here. We're so early that like like things aren't bullish until you see a couple no. things that are going like three to four X. Yeah. But you say we're early. The, the price doesn't determine if there's established companies in the space. That's not what drives the price up. You you know, that has nothing to do with the infancy of where we're at. You think it's just like, you think it's, that's all just manipulated by investors? Like just people just speculating and trying to make money off things. Not nothing to do with like the actual tech. Yeah, I, I read that uh, a whale bought like $8 million worth of Bitcoin in one fell swoop and that swayed the price or something like that. I think that there's so many more people in crypto now, the 6% changes matter more than they used to. There's there's not People think they're comfortable with a 20% gain in a span of a week, but they're not. I think the newest, the newest round of folks that got in about 2017 and these new people trickling in... Um, the 6% is a lot to them. Hell, we feel it in Slack. It's a 3% jump and people are like, oh my God, excuse me, guys, I have to go play with myself. And we're like, guys, relax. It's fucking 3%. Just, it's just the nature of there being more. The slacktivity has definitely increased over the past couple of weeks. That's for sure. Yeah, slacktivity. That, yeah. that price that talk new? channel. I made that up on the spot. Like Oh, let's coin that shit. That's another petty original, right? We got some slacktivity today. I like that. That's nice. Um, Next talking so, point. Coinbase released... Uh, what would you call debit it? Debit card. A debit card? Is it a debit card? Yeah. yeah. Only for the UK. Sorry, US. We are regulations And the suck. EU. UK and the EU. Whatever. Over there. Across the pond. Don't be so American. I'm I'm super American. I am like the definition of an American. I'm gonna be American. I was called a nationalist uh, this week by so, so, by in the slacktivity. Um, <laughs> Trump supporter. Yeah. Uh, 
It's a debit card over the UK and the EU. And Corey, you think this helps adoption? That's what you said right before the show started. Right? It's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. I think. Okay, so I I would say let's let's rewind the story back a few years where we yep. we talked <laughs> about how important it was for us to start integrating into traditional infrastructure to have on and off ramps so that people who use typical things can get into the space and out of the space. And you fast forward a couple of years, people have built these things. One of the most reputable companies in the space, Coinbase, has built this so that people can use their crypto for everyday life and people are upset about it. Yeah. I mean, crypto heads are always upset about everything that they're pretty much upset about everything all the time. Um, to, if you ask me, it's like, what is it? I've said it. I've said it years ago, but it's like putting the horses on the front of a Lamborghini, like yeah. strapping horses to a Lamborghini. That's that's what it is. But like you said, it's necessary, right? For it's just it's just a way you know. for people to like because we don't like. Okay, yes. If you understand the technology, this is crazy to try and link into a traditional infrastructure to try and slow down what the technology is capable of. But guess what? Regulation, businesses, so on and so forth have not caught up yet. So if you want to use your crypto, you know, that thing called utility that gives a lot of value to the things that we are trying to like invest in and push, then you need to be able to integrate with traditional infrastructure until they start accepting things. Now there's an argument to be made that like they won't ever accept things the right way if we never force them to if we just adapt to their like the old technology it's like if we just always say like oh we'll use the visa network oh we'll do these things and slow ourselves down then there's no reason for them to give a shit and integrate new things that's a reasonable argument but you got to start somewhere mm-hmm. Dude, that, i think the that's fees. the place to start what are the fees that's a good question show three percent or so per per transaction and that may even not even take into account like exchange fees like or like what the exchange rate is at that time that's pretty outrageous three percent is pretty outrageous yikes it is neat though that it's kind of it's just kind of um sometimes when i sit back and look at how far crypto's come it's a little bit surreal like all the things that we used to talk about back in what 2015 2016 are now just reality it's just a very ugly reality that we didn't anticipate like even Cash App has a debit card. I was looking at today, um, for our purposes, because <laughs> in case anyone doesn't know and has been with us long enough to have had a shift card like we had, shift card has shut down shop. Don't know why, don't know how. Um and that's how we ran things. That's how we pay for things and they shut down shop. So I'm looking and Cash App has a debit card too. And you can deposit Bitcoin in your Cash App account. And you can even buy and sell instantly, which means I don't know how they're doing that. Spare centralized, probably like any other exchange. Yeah, if it's instant, then they're they're taking the the, the brunt of that. Yeah, That's and just um, if things are instant in today's cryptocurrency society, then someone is taking you're the risk. offloading responsibility to somebody else. Period. Yeah. So Actually, I, this this needs to be the first thing that we figure out because D, you've said it time and time again people got on board with crypto when they were like, oh, this is money. Oh, I can buy a pair of shoes with this? Oh, it's not going to be Augur or, or or Bat or any other 
of those companies. What's going to get people in is able to buy crypto and then spend it easily. Yep. Able to buy things. But when people can, when people realize, oh, I can transfer this to someone and get a thing that I want, then, yeah. then it clicks in their head. I just don't understand why that's not priority number one for everybody. I don't know. Um, that's a great question. I think you just made the big the Bitcoin cash camp just roll their eyes so hard they broke their <laughs> retina because that's all they ever scream about is like this is cash, spend it like cash, and it's more than there's, there's some triple folds to this. So, but yeah. another thing, another reason we brought up the Coinbase thing is because now. They're a bank, even though they've been a bank for quite some time. I think they're doing some sick, nasty, layered Bitcoin side off chain nastiness behind the scenes. But the Coinbase is a bank. And I think it's official like a ref with the whistle. And they've been that way for a while. So, yeah, but like we also talked about the same thing. This is also something we talked about that's going to be one inevitable and necessary. It is. Right? Like we talked about, oh yeah, there will be banks that are built on top of of blockchain. That's what Coinbase <laughs> I invested is. in one. Like like that's literally what Coinbase is. And it's literally something we talked about previously. Is like, yes, it's it's very difficult for traditional banks to do blockchain, but it's really easy for you to do banking on top of blockchain. And what is Coinbase doing? Banking. Why are we fucking yep. surprised about this? I don't know. And it's like, it's, of it's, course, people are. It's going to be useful because there's a lot of people out there who don't care or don't want to learn or would like the convenience of someone else like taking the responsibility from them because that's more convenient. That's more what they're used to with traditional infrastructure and, and centralized internet. And that's what they're doing. They're making a, a killing, providing that service to people who don't care right now because it's easy. Yeah. And we should we shouldn't be surprised we shouldn't be upset we should be thanking them for getting people into the space and getting their tip their, their toes wet because it, you can always take your money out of coinbase and put it in your own wallet that's always going to be a thing coinbase is beautiful man i had a i had a moment that was so surreal to me this past week while i'm talking about my week i can't talk about particulars but my client was sitting across the desk from me and it was kind of quiet we were both working and he looks at the back of my laptop and he says, you got that crypto life, huh? And I was like, what do you know about that crypto life? And he was like, I see that Bitcoin on there, Bitcoin podcast. What do you know about that? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I know. I know a little bit about that. And we started talking. And he's like, yeah, I've been listening to this show for a long time. Bitcoin podcast. They got me on this thing called Coinbase. You know about Coinbase? And I'm like, yeah, I know a little bit. And then I was like, look at the sticker. He's like, how'd you get that Bitcoin podcast are sticker? F- Hold on. Are you fucking serious? This happened to my life, guys. This <laughs> happened to us. This my is, client. This is great. Keep going. No, I'm kidding. Um, he didn't know about Bitcoin, though. Oh, he didn't know and about the podcast? No, he didn't know about the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to get you guys so excited. Uh, I was looking at your faces. Yeah, so you would have ran to the slack so damn quick. You would have broke it. That was yeah. so rude. <laughs> that was so rude. I got excited I that we're like, the- people know us and they don't. He did know about Bitcoin and he had been on Coinbase for a while and he's been talking up. He's like, you know about Stellar Lumens? What's um, Oh, I love basic attention token. And I looked at his computer and he was on the Brave browser and I was like, use the Brave browser. And he goes, oh, hell yeah. And so, I mean, it's like 
Think about that difference. Think about that difference between today and shit three years ago. Yeah. And the types of conversations we were having. I think we should. I don't know. I I kind of want to like cut in a conversation we had three years ago today. That's what we should do for the rest of the years. Just listen to our old shows. Yeah, listen to our old shows and talk about how how far we've come, basically. Yeah. My brother, uh, so my brother came to me this week and he's like, I'm ready. And I'm like, ready for what? He goes, I'm ready to buy some Bitcoin. And (laughs) he was like, I'm going to come over tomorrow at 7 p.m. with a pen and a pad. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So he came over and we sat down at the table and he goes, all right, go. And I was like, go what? And he goes, tell me about Bitcoin. I was like, you lazy motherfucker. I got 252 episodes. <laughs> go listen. He goes, I don't want to listen. I just, I need you to just tell me the cliff notes. Go. I was like, it don't work that way, man. Get started episode one. Work your way up. Come talk to me later. Nice. You're a Mr. Miyagi kind of teacher, huh? I mean, ain't gonna, you ain't getting the cheat codes, bitch. Shell's like, on, I put in the time. I'm not putting it again. That's what Shell yeah. is like. It's like, I don't want to. I already said these words. I'm not saying them again. Yeah, and also it's like, can you explain this space in ten minutes? No, it's, it's like I can't. <laughs> yeah, so. but like that's gonna people will continually need to do that, right? There's gonna be people that are out there that will continually need to on ramp new people who don't understand what's going on. Yep. Yeah. The the narrative of ten times in your money is very over. dangerous because he wants to, and it's over. Uh, well, maybe, well, maybe not if you wait 10 years, but that's neither here nor there. But he wants to just, I'm going to put, I'm going to buy three Bitcoin and the bull run in 2020. I will double my money. I don't need to know the infrastructure. I don't, I don't need to know how it works. And I think that's my brother's not the only one like that. It's very dangerous yeah. thinking. So it's not over. It's just on a longer time frame, and fewer people are going to benefit from it because patience is what do they say markets reward the patient a lot of yeah, people aren't I, I, I think a lot of people also don't have a choice if you bought in at 17 18 thousand and you didn't cash out i think they're just waiting and waiting by I default think, i think the term you're you're the phrase you're looking for d is markets are a are a great mechanism for transferring money from the impatient to the patient yeah yeah that's what i'm looking for also yeah, like I'm kind of curious, like, so, like, a good portion of people who invested into cryptocurrencies are like your brother or, or the person you just, just discussed, right? How, yeah. how good are those people actually for, like, the long-term value of cryptocurrency? Are they, are, are they a detriment? Are they good? Or, like, what's, what's, like... Um, it's all, all adop- adoption is the only thing that matters, right? So if they buy it. Is and that adoption? It. That's not adoption. If if you if you invested in crypto and you came out at a loss, those early adopters will now be laggards. They will not join the revolution because their first uh, experience in the space was getting burned. So they're not going to give it a second try. Yeah, but my first experience in the space was getting burned hard. Yeah, but then like your second you and third a, was like yeah. making a shitload of money. Yeah, very true. Um, because now, when you get into the space, you're not getting in when Bitcoin was two hundred dollars. You're buying, you're buying it at eighteen thousand, and then you're like, "What um, happened?" Yeah. Ooh, it's a long term investment at this point. But 
those those kinds of situations are interesting and they're going to keep happening right they're going to bleed into society and it, it because it is deflationary bitcoin i'm talking about that alludes to a higher price over time if they're selling because a lot of people right. who are just coming in and saying hey i'm trying to make some money and in six months i want to take it out if it doubles if it doubles i'm taking it out and that's all they do that's the only thing they do they put money in they sell it when it doubles. What? what yeah, but they're most likely the going to come back. Because that's a good portion of people who are involved in the space. They, have, they, they don't give a shit question. about like, like free money and the idealistic things that people care about across the space. You mean free transactions, uh, not free money. Like people in the unbanked and third world countries who don't have access to the infrastructure required for them to make a business or like secure their livelihood and in, in their in their community so on. they don't care about any of that they don't give a shit they don't care about the cool things you can do on ethereum to like create new business models that don't exist anymore or run organizations in new ways okay they say i'm yeah. going to put money in this and in 6 months i hope it doubles and if it does i'm taking it out that's it are those people yeah. good for the community no. Good for the community? I'd say no. I'd say they're a net neutral. And I say the net positive are the people that at least trick themselves on the daily to thinking they care that much about the underbanked. And the net negatives are all the scams. But that's okay. Like The longer that this narrative goes on, the, the less the volatility range will happen we're not going to have crazy gains five years from now or even crazier gains 10 years from now and stable coins might be more of a thing and then all the people that made money made money as early adopters after 20 years 15 years you're no longer an early adopter those gains won't be there anymore and then we can just focus on the next 100 to 200 years of this revolution that's built on an assumption that um we'll stay on the same chains Yes. Yeah. Right. And I always wondered about those like, those kinds of people. Unpack the um, we need to we need to rescue the third world kind because do they care that much? I always wondered. I just because well, well, I think that's why this whole why Bitcoin was invented was it not? It wasn't invented no. so we can get Lambos. It was invented so people could be their own personal. Kings and queens. It's a separation yeah, they, of money and state. I mean, that's yeah. that's literally what it was. It was a separation of money and state. And when you have a open global money that isn't controlled by any any single entity, then things can change on a global scale. But getting there is very difficult. We've we've enabled the potential for that to happen. But if it actually happens, is a different story. Yeah, it's going to be tough for it to happen, man. You're talking about severe, like an epoch. You're talking about severe sociological changes for Bitcoin to take off. Because the whole damn world runs on credit. Everywhere. So it's just, it's really, it's going to be some crazy shit if this does take off. And then ends up competing. Here's the thing, is that like, okay, Bitcoin, in my opinion, will always exist. It'll always be an open money for people to use um, if they want to. But 
what's going to more likely happen and be used is that the things like Ripple and maybe EOS and the things that do incredible marketing campaigns or are owned by banks do a good job of on-ramping the customers they currently have to do things they couldn't do beforehand that's, but still make a profit. And so the people who don't give a shit will just use those things. And the people who do give a shit, which is a very small amount of people, will have the option to do things the way they want to. But the majority of the world won't work on this like idealistic scenario that you think Bitcoin's going to take off and over and like secede the banks and take over everything. That's never going to happen, ever. But we have an option to do stuff. But the problem is, is that regulation typically follows the majority. Yeah. So we're not going to have like really quality, good regulation on the things that are more beneficial to the people who are using those things. It's going to be towards these central entities that are making a shitload of money off the backs of their of their of their customers. Mm. It's sad, but I don't, I just I don't I don't I don't see a way forward other than that. Yeah, me either. Humanity changes very slowly. In fact, so slowly, while you're alive, nothing changes, which sucks. But, I mean, it's, what I would love to change is how do we, not change, how do we translate the narrative from decentralize all the things to an actual narrative that is pragmatic and functional? Well, how did LegalZoom do it? I can now conduct my will right without going to an office they've streamlined they've made everything easier so has stamps.com i don't have to go to a post office anymore i can get all my postage online i can i can have a little scale at my desk and these weigh my own packages the these are not sponsors they should be <laughs> yeah. they should, they should, be. should they're be. not sponsors they should be uh i'm not saying that they're awesome but i'm saying they have took something that was l- laborious in the past and they've they've streamlined it and that's kind of what Bitcoin's trying to do. They're trying to make things decentralized, more transparent, and easier. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying, right? It's like these these banks using this technology can streamline things really, really, really well. Probably better than, from a user experience point, as far as we can tell so far, better than what the purely decentralized permissionless systems can. And so, if if at the if, if if the buck stops at what the users use based on their convenience, who's going to win? Yeah. Like, okay, there's also this, okay, I would say over the past year, there's also an increasing narrative of people being very upset at the use of their private data and how they control their data, who has access to it, and who, who leverages it. Like look at the Facebook scandals, the all the leaks that currently happened, and the exposures that happened with like uh, people hacking into centralized databases and all of their passwords being discovered or private information and so on and so forth. That all those problems are pushing people to realize that they don't want to give over those rights. And if you use something like banks and centralized infrastructure, you have to do that. So maybe the end user will start to care and say, "I don't want to give you these things because I don't have to." But that's going to be a long time, especially because they're not really well-educated enough to say like, well, I don't want to give it to you, but I really don't know how to take care of it of myself. 
The last thing people want is for the internet to become inconvenient and their life to become inconvenient. So they're going to pay premiums on their ignorance for somebody else to manage that stuff for them. And that's just the way that works. I mean, that's why I keep proposing, like, how do we translate this message? And I feel like I'm giving shooting out daggers to anybody who's a cold, hard crypto anarchist. But, you know, even in a even in a world of pure anarchy, there's going to be centralization of certain ideals and certain knowledge. Humans just do that because it organizes things and makes things easier. Right. I mean, you pay a premium on your ignorance. And you selectively are ignorant towards certain things. I don't know how to plumb. I don't ever want to fucking learn. So I'm always going to have to pay a premium for a plumber to come in here and do very simple plumbing shit. I mean, that's just the way that works. And crypto is going to be no different. So let's talk about PewDiePie. What about that? (laughs) Although that's actually, that's actually like a pretty good, pretty good, like a point to make. Like, one of the yeah. largest people who made a living on the internet using YouTube is starting to use decentralized infrastructure to build up his, like, move his community towards what, what's it called? D Live? It's called D Live, but that's thoroughly centralized. If you, you can make all the D tokens you want, I forget what it's called because this just came up on uh, just the headers, but it takes you six months to withdraw those tokens. Well, that's no that's no different than what Steam used to be. Oh no, twelve weeks, twelve weeks to withdraw the token. Steam's the same, right? Remember, like you used to get, you could Steam Power or whatever the fuck you got whenever you got like a bunch of money. It took you a while to actually like take that money out and turn it into something that's uh, tangible. Yeah, but guess what happens? Because there's no cap on the Steam and there's no cap on the D tokens. Over that twelve weeks, your value is just fucking eroded. So you make a you make a post, you make like oh, I made I made twenty thousand dollars. By the time you're actually able to take it out, it's like two hundred bucks. Yeah, that's it's, exaggeration, it's, made up numbers. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, 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 definitely. We're not trying to get sued like Hoddle Knot or whatever his name is, but <laughs> I'm just saying like that's heavily centralized. If you cannot take your money out when you want it, I mean that just bleeds centralization. And there's nothing about that platform that's no, decentralized. It depends. Man, it it's depends. YouTube so like it's, with a different face. There's a healthy way to stake. So like, that's uh, rough. Like, I, so as content creators, I, I've been very interested in platforms that allow us to reach the audience that cares about what we do, and be paid for it, and not have to like get like worry about getting sponsors or advertisements things like that. I would like a natural way for us to just continue doing this thing, and then people who would like to consume the content we create naturally pay us. That'd be that'd be awesome. Whether it be through tipping, comments, seeding, and like like Scent does, so on and so forth. That's all cool shit. But like at the end of the day, like you just said, if I can't take that money and turn it into paying my bills, then who gives a shit? Yeah, especially if it means like. If the if the value associated with um, when I post something changes from like a thousand dollars to twenty cents by the time I can actually take it out, then who gives a shit? If that happened to me, I think I'm fighting someone. With I'm taking someone to fisticuffs in the quad. All right, that's that's a, the quad. What are you like a '80s college student? <laughs> <laughs> we 
went, we went to Tech D. There's no quad. There was no quad at our university. There was a quad. There was no quad at Texas Tech. We called it the D. Did you guys row crew while you were at it? <laughs> no. We called it the key, but we played Halo. It, we played a lot of Halo. Yeah, we just play a lot of Halo. Halo Infinity's coming out. You guys want to brush off the cobwebs? I have and zero consoles, and I don't plan on buying one ever. It's on the PC. Oh, you yes. can plug up I'll your Xbox that. controller to the PC, man. It's all it's all Halo games and better graphics, 4K. Let's throw away all of our responsibilities in life, and let's let's bring out the old Halo skills and get the old team back together. Would we have streamed? Would we have done that back in our twenties if it was available? Oh my yeah, god! I would have. I would have done everything <laughs> that I could have based on. I've always been a computer guy. If I would have been a lot, if I would have been like a teenager in today's society, I would have been a streamer. I would have. I would have been broke. Oh yeah, without We would have been, been superstars, man. I I guarantee you. I would have been in jail. I had people full of my name tag. Damn it! Damn it! Born too soon. I wonder. I wonder. Like maybe it it decreased the twelve-year-olds saying derogatory terms to other people now that streaming is there because we uh, we got that unfiltered trash talk. Oh yeah. Inward, inward. I, d- I didn't want to say that, inward, but yeah. Inward, inward. <laughs> I've been called an inward by more twelve-year-olds in my life because of Xbox Live than than ever any other situation ever. So, how does it make you feel that there's a whole bunch of like people that just graduated college, like now, but back then they were just calling you the n-word? Those people are out in the workforce right now. Yep. <laughs> They're I out think there. I know one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you guys the story of the guy who... Uh, it was a Halo 2 days when you could play one-on-one, and he was calling me an N-word. Like, it was going out of style, but I was really because I was kicking his ass. And then he was like, come on, man, we're going to play private parties, and we're going to play this until I win. And I was like, this is a strange day for me, but okay. <laughs> and I kept beating him. And then eventually he was like, hey, man, I'm not really racist. And I was like... I don't, I don't, I, you know, you can edit this out because I know we're getting off topic, but I, I was in college and I was in that exact same situation, a, a one-on-one situation. Uh-huh. And I beat, I beat him and he said, oh, we have to go again. We have to go again. And it was in front of everybody. And I said, no, I'm going to let that defeat marinate for a little bit. And this dude got so angry. He had a knife in his pocket and he pulled it out on me. And then basically Everyone in the living room just divided us, like holding him back, and I just went home. Like it's serious, man. Those one-on-ones. I don't know what this podcast has turned into. <laughs> my my mic keeps going out, but I just wanted to say that it is racist if you call someone an N-word for hours and then try to say you're not racist after he beats you at a video game for a while but anyway that's not true it might just be hot hot button pushing you know to throw you off your game if you get flustered yeah but i get mad <laughs> like if i was a white guy and i was fighting mike tyson the only way i could beat him is maybe if i get inside of his head and piss him off to the point where he can't focus or you call him that and he breaks your neck that's that's why it never happened probably <laughs> 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 anyway, I know how we got here, Corey. We were talking about live streaming and D Live and PewDiePie. And Go back to that. He's on. Okay. 
Who oh, back there. So I, I was saying it's not that ambitious that he is trying out new platforms because D just learned that the guy who before he killed 41 people in a mosque, he told people to subscribe to PewDiePie before he shot people on Facebook Live. And that got him entangled in some controversy. Ah, see. That's what I didn't know. And if you go over to DLive, it's, there's nothing decentralized about it. It's YouTube with different colors. There's no way that stuff's decentralized. There's no Ethereum can't handle that. Neo, EOS, nothing can handle that. So that's just YouTube with different colors and DLive. Uh, you can have somebody on your show, on, on your team, come on my show if you like. Um, but you're full of shit. It's not decentralized. It's just a new YouTube. I haven't, I haven't looked into it, so I'm not going to say. Look at it. Go it. look at it right now. Let me hear your click and clacks on Google. Go to DLive. I'm not going to let you listen to my mechanical keyboard because it's too loud. I'm still, I'm right now, I'm reading about the whole like uh, Fake Toshi uh, suing someone for calling him Fake Toshi, basically, and then him getting a bunch of money from supporters for some reason. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm behind the fact that like, he shouldn't incur legal fees for Craig Wright, assuming that he like calling him a piece of shit because he's a piece of shit. But the level of I don't I don't know I don't I don't know how to feel about this. He's not even in court yet. He got a cease and desist telling him to delete all of his tweets, which he did. And I really feel like they jumped the gun to take advantage of the community. He, he's not even in court. So now they're saying we're not in court yet. So if you want to donate, it will we'll send it to some charity or something. The whole thing is retarded. That's my take. Uh, yeah, but anything involving Craig Wright's typically retarded. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, Ronnie was going to sue us. Everyone send us your Bitcoin just in case. We wouldn't do that. That's It's dumb. Or would we? Uh, we still might get we sued, guys. We literally didn't. Yeah, but now it's time to go back on that. Hey, guys, we <laughs> might get sued. So By the way, there's a donate gonna... button if you go to the Bitcoin podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I think Peter McCormick, if that's I think that's his name, he yeah. knows he knows how to play the game. All right. He's he's got a little bit of the A pomp in him. I can't hate on him, but he's a little bit of a Mori Povich of podcasting. I don't know. He's he's a little little shilly. I don't know. This is a Nobel Nobel winner. I think is it just super super trolling? Oh yeah, that's that's a troll troll statement he's addressed that before when people are like what he's selling shirts that says craig Wright is a fraud now yeah you know it, oh, it's all talking about McCormick. it's all money to him yeah i have a question for you guys oh shit um like remember when i made that ronnie moaz shirt and everyone was like oh you should sell that we could have went down that route if we totally. actually had a shop that we've been trying to put up for two and a half years now we could have sold that but we don't have a yeah. shop so sorry lane yeah, we could have capitalized on that. He's um. What he's up, man? Question. What's up, man? What? How's it going? Good. I was so, recently watching Bumblebee. That's a kids' movie, bro. That's a kids' movie, bro. What? What you doing? Okay. Well, no, I hear some judging <laughs> tone. By the way, but if you were given the opportunity, would you? And you were a um, transforming robot transforming alien. Robot. Would you be a, a Autobot or a Decepticon? Uh, Optimus Prime's kind of preachy, so I would I would be a Decepticon. Totally, 
Totally Autobot. Fucking Optimus Auto, Auto, Prime is a bomb. All right, that's one for Autobot, one for Decepticon. That leaves me. <laughs> um, I think I'd go Autobot, but just because I don't trust Megatron, because he's like a 30-foot robot that turns into a 10-foot gun, and I never got that. So that's where I'd be with it. I don't know. That's, I was just thinking that the other day. We're going to echo. Who's, who, who is Lennon, there? Lennon, you're giving us an echo. Oh, am I, oh, my bad. Hold on. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Uh... All right, we're good now. Um, just a thought-provoking question that I have for you guys, but we can keep it moving. Uh, Bitstamp got a bit license. Do we care about that? Uh, I do. I'm actually kind of surprised that bit license is still a thing. And like, so one, we haven't seen a lot of other states. Like, since since they've introduced the idea of the bit license, we thought that one. They'd get rid of it, or two other states would adopt it. Neither has no, happened. Yeah. Well, no other state needs to adopt it. Why not? Needs to adopt it. Maybe Chicago. Maybe. Why does Why does New York need to adopt it versus? Because they're the financial capital of damn near the world. They've got to protect their financial capital. That regulation was put in place just to stave off cryptocurrency for a very long time, long enough for them to figure out how it works and maybe or maybe not adopt it. But New York needed that law because New York is a financial capital of the U.S. most definitely. But it's arguable, the world, between New York and uh, London. Those are the two capitals, financial capitals of the world. China, sorry, I know you're trying, but it's it's not going to work. Nobody likes you that much. It may work. Um, For China? No, man. It it may work. (laughs) They're doing a pretty good job. They're I push, think they're, they're pushing hard. Doing, let's say that they're, they're really trekking away, but there's nah. They so, steal too many people's products. People don't like that. So Lyndon from Crypto Bully was here for a hot second, and he left. So we don't know where he, he may come back. Um, yeah, nobody really cares too much about the bit license. I mean, maybe Chicago do it because Chicago has pretty large markets too. But Chicago's markets are more of the derivatives nature. Not a lot of hard stuff going on there, but um, well, there's a lot of hard stuff too. But yeah, nobody cares about that. Um, Lyndon, welcome. Can you hear us? We can't, we can't hear, hear you. you though. Nope. You're muted. Hey, you, you hear me now though? Yeah, please. there we go. There we go. <laughs> Look at that <laughs> microphone. Look good at the microphone he's got in his face. Oh, yeah, so uh, re three twenty super official joint. Yeah, nice. <laughs> So yeah, this thing is, is that a USB mic? It looks like it looks like you're about to get no. blasted by a like a Ghostbusters so, ray. <laughs> so hold on, I'll take the camera. So no, I have actual like the whole amp preamp and full mic stand and all that good stuff. So yeah, I kind of went hard on it. <laughs> I wonder. Sound amazing yeah. too. Yep, yeah, I did that. So I won't have to pay extra for mixing and mastering or doing it myself because I hate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got any talking points, man? Anything you want to bring? Anything from the crypto sphere you want to talk oh, about today? That's a good point. Um, what's something I could talk about? So what's something that I heard? You know, somebody. Um, what did I see? Hold on, hold on. Let me grab it. Hold on, so I can. This can be legit. Uh, give me two seconds. I got to scroll up. So, um, the whole something that was like I was like, what the hell? The whole foot thing with China. 
apparently, with uh, oh, them talking yeah. about banning the Bitcoin mining again. I was like, what? Yeah, that's like, been out there. Yeah. What's you know new? the funny like, thing? What's about- new? Like, are we surprised? They've done it like four times. Yeah. They've literally yeah, said, right. hey, we love cryptocurrency. Wait, wait, wait. Cryptocurrency is really bad. We're not doing it anymore. We're going to shut it down. <laughs> to be honest, we love cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's we pretty, say that, uh, We hate crypto. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think with that one, I think with this one, right, the whole reason I think people are trying to figure out like if it's real. Like, I feel like somebody said it, but I don't think it's been actually verified, per se, verified. Uh, so everybody's like, is this just fun or is it real? Are they really upset and trying to ban mining again? So I'm just this like, is, does it Corey, matter? You're not saying, like, China's annoying. This thing that China does that annoying because it's as clear as day that China has mm-hmm. a lot of people that are heavily invested in Bitcoin, Litecoin, yeah. Ether, all of it. Yeah. But instead of just playing the game quasi fairly like everyone else, they manipulate the shit out of the market. To yeah. buy more of the things we know that they already have tons of. <laughs> yep. They probably have tons of EOS. They probably yeah. have tons of NEO. And every single time Bitcoin's making a, a quick upswing, what do they do? Ah, uh, China is banning Bitcoin. Boom. Prices stop. They get throttled. They come down a little bit. What do they do? <laughs> buy more fucking Bitcoin to buy more fucking shit coins. Yeah. Like that's everybody. If anybody doesn't see that China, people in China are doing that, and that is what China's doing, I'm sorry <laughs> for you. But it's as clear as day. I would love yeah. to meet the dude that's profiting from this, so I could like. <laughs> yeah, his name is Justin Sun. His name is Justin Sun. He's all over Twitter all the day, all all day long. God, just, and just, he released Tron with the white paper that takes you down the yellow brick road roadmap with fantasy not phase or whatever it was, and it's just that's what's happening there. And they're not going to ban mining. Or and if they do ban mining, the miners are still going to be yeah. there. Exactly. Mining. So, so a bunch of shit. If we went from, oh, I don't know, what we were talking about 30 minutes ago to where we are now. I'm kind of curious. Like, what's the future of this? Like, how do we see things panning out? Is there a reasonable future? Because we went from, like, when we, st- when we started this podcast, it was Bitcoin. Bitcoin has this ideology of uh, providing free money or open money to the world. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's spanned out into all of these ridiculous platforms trying to like legitimize themselves who are taking advantage of so many people that still has – there's still a core of we can still do these things. But in reality, like because there's so much other shit – spending a tremendous amount of money trying to get at the people who don't understand or give a shit. Is it even possible for the the core idea, the core ideology to actually take root and like become useful and sustainable? Uh, honestly, mm. so funny, funny thing. I was literally just talking about this exact same thing. Uh, was it yes, the day before yesterday with uh, Justin Wu? So, I think and he made a really good point. He was talking about basically how he feels like there's definitely a lack of a lot of things in the crypto space. Um, it's not like, and it's kind of what I said before last time when we all talked, I feel like there's a lot of um, leakage in a lot of these teams. So not all pieces are there. So I feel like what it does is that it gives room for companies like Facebook, Amazon, 
Walmart to come in and basically because they already have all of this stuff in the can, you know, they're a full fledged company, a real company that already exists. And obviously they know marketing, they know uh, uh, data analysis, they know how to get, you know, demographics and all of that stuff. So I feel like once they come in the picture, if nobody gets it before then, they're going to make people step their games up because if they come in and start dominating in that sense. Right. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be like, they're going to come in and be like, okay, we're taking over crypto. This is, this is ours. Now we're going to run it. But I think it's definitely going to cause people, you know, the people who are really heavy in crypto and really have that mentality of decentralization, that's going to almost kind of make piss them off. Like, wait a minute, you have these centralized entities coming in and trying to dominate a centralized world. So, um, I think that it is, it's, it's, it's going to make people realize like, yo, blockchain is amazing right and you can definitely do amazing things with it but that's not enough to really get the masses you know going and agreeing with what you're doing because the masses are not blockchain based they're not their mind is on a whole nother track so they really have to find that bridge to really pull get those people to come into the space um and then feel confident about it because it is it's going against almost everything that everybody knows and is doing right now. So I think until then it's, it, it is, it's kind of, it's kind of sad, really a little gloomy. <laughs> I think about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're at the very, very bottom of the emotional bear market, but uh, yeah, I think, I think the, the, <laughs> the crumbling started happening with the forking of Bitcoin and yeah. the impatience of, so I like to think Bitcoin's a three-headed monster, right? You've got right. the investment piece of it, the monetary piece of it, where people actually want to try to use it as money. Yeah. And then you have the technological piece. Right. I think the people that <laughs> could sustain it mm-hmm. are the first two people, the people that were in it for the investment, the people that are in it for using it as money. Yeah. I think the people that are really into the tech of it all, yeah. got impatient and they got yeah. too impatient agree and um the ugly side of humanity is that we kind of take the path of least resistance with the most things yeah. and because bitcoin moves so slow by design the mm-hmm. tech oriented people wanted new better faster more transactions yeah. better uh we could do we could have decentralized banks we could have decentralized finance we could have all these things new better yeah 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 new better they're so used to everything happening so fast yeah but with money things can't happen that fast yeah right and so Corey, cello you guys stepped away for a second Mm -hmm. but what i was saying was since crypto when it started was a three-headed monster you had the money side the investment side and the tech side bringing all three of those type of people together in one room is great but when they started going their separate camps, the tech people got impatient because why wouldn't they? Technology moves at the speed of light nowadays, right? In 10 years, we've gone from that piece of shit iPhone and iPods to like a just super fantastic smartphones that are just beyond this planet sometimes. And I think since the tech people got so impatient, that, that caused the first fracture of, well, Bitcoin's moving so slow. Bitcoin sucks. Let's start to make all these really, really cool things no one has a need for uh, and no one wants a need for. I mean, you're only going to get tech geeks into no, that tech. I don't agree with that. 
I, I know you don't because you're in the tech camp and you're yeah, going to change like, your camp. Like the tech people are going to build stuff that, that, that the people who don't understand what that is don't know how to build businesses around yet. But like they can still be revolutionary to the idea of the business. So like for, take for instance. So like we did, I said at the start of this podcast, at Status we did the, the build week or build week, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't like the whole mis- <laughs> mislabeling of things. Whatever. We did a build week where people could build whatever they want. One of our, one of our employees built this thing basically called um, continuous payment subscriptions where the money that you're owed, your annual salary, is streamed to you on a, on a, on a second basis. And you can watch that stream come to you. So you're basically stream money into, your, into a smart contract based on what your annual salary is. That money is then automatically entered into a decentralized compound finance uh, market so that it it gains it, it accrues interest based on what what happens. So, mm-hmm. what that what does that do for you? As an employee, you no longer have to wait to receive your paycheck. You can receive what's earned to you whenever you want. If you need money, you pull it out. If you don't need money, then it just gains interest in a decentralized finance market. That then allows you to build organizations that pays your your employees in a very different way that that's never happened before. Mm-hmm. Can you do that in Bitcoin? Fuck no, you can't do that on Bitcoin. Can't is, it even something do that that, is it something that business people understand what to do or how to handle or do taxes or finance? No, of course not. Is it interesting? Of, yes, it's incredibly interesting. If and I were a business owner, I am never in my life going to pay my employees by the second. Why not? I'm if going you're to paying pay them, them a salary, why not? If you're not paying them by the hour, you're paying them a so, salary, why not stream it to them? It's the exact same thing. I, I think the reason why, honestly, is because most business owners, in all honesty, don't give a fuck. It's not they that do. they don't give a fuck. It's from a cash flow I, perspective. You're not just having that kind of a stream flow to your employees. You don't do that. Why? Because you haven't done that? I mean, no, because that's not done. That's not why. Not why? I don't, think, I don't think I, you have a good enough answer. Answer for that. That's not a good enough answer because it hasn't yeah. been done, or you don't know, I don't know how to do it. It's like these, we're coming up with new ways to make financial organizations and pay people for yeah. the work that they do in different ways. Right. You a don't lot know of how to handle how to do that. A lot of small businesses don't have enough money a in their accounts receivable or a in their actual checking account to be able to afford to stream money to their employees. Salary every month. Not. How are they doing that? Because <laughs> well, I, they're really working it on the back end to make sure that money gets yeah. there. Yeah, I think what it is is that I mean, when it comes down for thinking about that from a business perspective, that's if it, that I, I, in my personal opinion, I think that's fucking awesome. To me, it's like you can pay a person in real time if they have a salary. Why not stream it to them? I think that I think it's great. I would personally love to use that in my business. But what it is is going to require for that business on the back end, they have to have their shit together. Well, because if it's like, yeah, okay, then you cool. Cool. If you can offer time, that, then you're guaranteed to have that shit. That, that you know that the company you you're know working for has their shit together. together. And I guess what, D? Exactly. How many how many companies have you gone and consulted where employees are going in day to day to day where the, the management doesn't know what the fuck is actually going on? How many businesses are actually run well? <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't have yeah. a job if businesses were actually <laughs> ran well, okay? Yeah. But I'm just I'm saying that's really cool and that's really cute. What kind of possibilities come from that? That's that's great. 
but how does it grow from there? And uh, I don't even know why a business would want to do that. So that's that's interesting. I'd love that. In fact, I would actually love to talk to the guy that made it because yeah. for, as far as I know, businesses aren't going to be cool with paying yeah, like, you by the second. Think about the possibilities. Like, Where else is it even possible to come up with something like that? Where like, yeah. as you pay, as you stream payment to a user, not only do they get are they guaranteed that payment from time to time to time, but they're also automatically gaining accruing interest on that payment. And they can decide when they would like to take it out based on that interest accrued, which has nothing to do with the actual company itself. It's a decentralized market. That's pretty dope. Why would you ever take it out? But if money is streaming like that, then you, you would it. just have a smart contract. Because you got to pay your goddamn you, bills. you got to pay bills, exactly. Oh, that's but not it, what I mean. It's up to you. Yeah. I mean, perhaps that's not what I meant by taking it out. You just like... If your money is streaming, because I view that as like a money stream, it's constantly coming in, it's constantly growing. When you said take it out, I thought you meant like take it out so and actually, hold it into something else. To, like, just, the way he set it up, it's streamed to a smart contract, which automatically invests into a decentralized market, which invests it into a, into a, a decentralized money market that, that gives you interest. It's called compound finance. I'm planning on trying to get them on Hashkit out to try mm-hmm. to figure out how the hell that actually works. But like, so if you take your money out, then you no longer have a large amount of money, which gets compound, like which which gets compound interest, right? The whole idea of compound interest is that it grows and grows yeah. and grows based on yeah. compound interest. So the less you have, the less you get. So, but if you need it, then you take it out and you use it, and so that leaves the person yeah. who's working the option to either invest that money. Or to use it for things that they need to do, which what just giving them that option makes them a better investor or or more savvy person about money in general, as opposed to like here's your monthly salary, spend it all or invest it. We don't give a fuck. And I and I think I think in my opinion the most important one of the most important things about this entire space is. The education we're giving people on how to think about money so that they can become better educated on how to handle their own personal finances so they're not retarded and and spend all their like get a, get a paycheck spend it all and have nothing to, to, to like show for themselves when they're 65 75 years old yeah a lot of crypto people seemingly it seems that we're very open with discussing finance which is which is cool which i've always thought is a great conversation to have in the public um the thing that irks me though is why aren't financial advisors and planners in this space Mm. like whatever i i have one i have and whenever i ask her to come on the show and talk she's like "Mm, mm, i ain't going nowhere near that crypto shit nah player (laughs) and i'm like you could actually help people you could come on and and tell them how to treat this uh, crazy digital asset. She's like, nah, play. Don't do that shit. I'm not trying to get five to ten. I'm not. How can, going you, have, how can you have a financial advisor on something that no one knows what's going to happen to it the next day? It doesn't make any sense. No. I, uh, so, a, so like, I actually have the same financial advisor D does, and she knows basically everything there is to do with like traditional finances and how to like allocate yourself so that you can be um, good, good when you want to retire based on how, how much money you're making in traditional finances. And Fuck she's interested good, in great. crypto, right? She's interested um, in crypto. She's not willing to give yeah. advice. 
Yeah. She, because she can't. No, you're right. She can't. Yeah, she's probably legally binded. She to talks not to us. No, about she can't things. because she can't because nobody can. She talks to us about these things because she's interested, but she's not. She's not. She's not. Quali- like, how are you? Who is legally qualified to give that advice? Yeah, if anybody was a financial advisor in crypto, they're 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 Justin's son. <laughs> <laughs> Free Tesla yeah. if you come to my financial advice. Oh, did I say yeah. Tesla? Uh, I meant nothing. <laughs> Um, but okay, those are very valid points, Corey. Um, I I just think that the tech, I'm in this for the tech crowd. Meanwhile, wearing uh thirty thousand gold chains. No, I'm kidding. But the I'm in it for the tech crowd are a little impatient with the space in general, and I think that impatience creates a lot of fractures. And when you have such a fractured community on the outside looking in, the very last <laughs> thing you want to do is adopt it because you're like, this looks like a shit show. Remember when, um, what's his name? The Last Week Tonight guy from HBO, John Oliver, did that special on crypto at the height of the crazy ICO boom. And all my friends were calling me. It was like, this is what you do. This is this crazy. Y'all got people living in tree houses, grown ass men in tree houses. Like, <laughs> I got kids. This is what you've been. Tra- you've been trying to get me on this. Well, he's not wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm like, oh, he's not wrong. Like, there's a tremendous amount of fracturing, but there's also a tremendous amount of like really good work being done. That's that's why I say, like, in five years, I don't know what this technology is actually going to be called. <laughs> yeah i think i really think it's it's what it is is that it's i what what i feel like something that's going to drive ma- mass adoption is going to be somebody or an entity a project that gets it all and that actually gets it all because to me in my personal opinion the technology by itself is not dope enough to drive mass adoption marketing by itself is not dope enough to drive mass adoption like you have to have a project that gets it all and actively and resourcefully pushes it across to people that aren't involved in crypto in a way that really captures them. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people that I've talked to in crypto on the tech end, they really have this, we build it and they will come mentality. And I'm like, nah, nah, you, you need to build it and market the fuck out of it. Cause if you don't, most people aren't one gonna know it exists or either care, you know, unless you really have some strong entities that can pick that up and run it for you. Because cryptocurrency is kind of the thing that people hear about, but nobody really cares about. So mm-hmm. it's just like we, we I mean, just by being in cryptocurrency, you are going against the grain, which is not necessarily a horrible thing, but at the same time, you need to understand what you're going up against, which is a tidal wave of people who more or less do not care about what we're doing because they don't see daily value in it. So why, while like what Corey just explained, I think is awesome. I think most people, if I went to most business owners and brought that to them, most of them wouldn't care. Honestly, most of them wouldn't care. Only the the ones who, only the ones who are going to care are the ones who really and deeply like seriously care about their employees and understand like from an, from from a moral place, this is like, yeah, if they're on salary, we're gonna pay them anyway. And especially if we're doing conducting business at such a high level that we know we have a steady stream of money to where we can do that. To me, why would you not do that? Like, 
I don't know any employee that wouldn't love that. And then on top of that, you have uh, an investing incentive to where, the, you know, you can count like count like what? Why would you not do that? Like, I, I want to do that now. <laughs> and I just heard about it two minutes ago. But I feel like I'm definitely outside of the norm. I am that person where when I run a business, I genu- genuinely care about the people that I work with on a very deep level. And even though I would like to think a lot of people do, most people say that, but most people really do things to actually back that up. Yeah, but like so, if that was offered to you, then you know that the money you have is your money. That's true. Yeah, which is dope, which I think is a dope part. But I still feel like most companies, they wouldn't care to do that right now, at least. Because it's not yeah. okay. Say if if the worst thing that happens is that people get to do that and people know that the money they have is theirs, then okay, we've won yeah. we've won a tremendous battle across yeah. all of finance, Definitely. right? Like like the businesses become tremendously better because they do this type of shit. Like D can attest. Yeah. There's a lot of businesses out there that are run like shit that look really good on the yeah. outside. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, that's true. Super true. I mean, I love what I do because I get to see so many different businesses, so many sides of different businesses. Um, And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say run like shit per se. I'm trying to save (laughs) grace for my own personal marketing and my own brand. (laughs) I would say they just get themselves into trouble because of improper. Okay. uh, The better way to say that or like the more politically correct and even the more proper way to say that is that it's really difficult to understand the entire landscape of things you need to understand as running a business because it's really hard. Yeah. So people, yes. some people yeah. jump in with a narrow focus or expertise on what they're doing. And I'd say yeah. this really, really, really applies to cryptocurrency. People jump in, yeah. build a business, build an entity on something yeah. they understand, but they don't understand the rest of the things involved yes. with running yes. a proper exactly. business, proper business plan, yeah. all the things exactly. necessary to actually go to market and have an actual product that yeah. works. Yep. Okay. And I agree a hundred, a thousand percent yeah. with what you just said. And I think that's one of the biggest problems we have in crypto. That's why I said if we had a project that had all of that, because there's no doubt the technology is amazing and what people are doing is amazing, but at the same time, it's not enough. And I feel like, for example, Corey, if that idea you just had was packaged and pushed out correctly, and it had all pieces to it, I think that that is the thing that could flip, start flipping the switch in people's minds. And, you know, seeing incentively, and I feel like it would, it would be a lot to, it, I feel like offering something like that is going to tell you a lot, one, about the person that you're talking to directly, and then to tell you about the company too. Because it's like, if you yeah. think about it, why would you not? I would want to hear the reason as to if anybody didn't want to do that, why? Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's a really cool idea. I think if uh, I were to do it, I can't accept crypto as an individual because I get charged 30% taxes on it. Yeah. That's that's that why that, that's why I don't want to do it. Because US fucking <laughs> sucks because yeah. I get taxed like crazy reason. on it. Go to Germany, Corey. Isn't it like not taxed over there? Oh, if, it, if it's treated like money, then it won't be taxed. But it's not treated like money in the United States. So there's a country. I'm almost positive it's Germany right now where your crypto is not taxed. After like a well, it ain't here. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it's definitely I live, not here. And I live in the United States and I don't plan on leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Puerto Rico has really chill tax laws when it comes to uh, crypto. Very chillax. There's some uh, senators trying to submit a new bill to get the gov- the old governments to ease up and yeah. not only ease up but wise up 
when it comes to how to treat crypto. Yeah, but, uh, they need to. Anyways, we uh we've been going a while. <laughs> Man, these shows are so damn good. We need to speaking of marketing, what do we need to do? Cause we're getting because <laughs> we have some good shows. We gotta put our shit out there. Hey, if you're listening and you wanna be our designated recaster and recast our podcast several times a week. What does that mean? <clears throat> Lane, huh? Oh, what does that yeah, mean? Does I mean, it mean to the, recast the podcast? The person recasting well, needs to have a good reach on social. If you got 10 followers yeah. and you're recasting, nobody cares. Okay, yeah. great point. <laughs> Amazing point. Great if you time. have 10 followers, go ahead and unfollow right. us. You're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so what is recasting? I don't know if you guys know that we we switched mm-hmm. our host recently. We're no longer with Libsyn. Um, we're kind of with Libsyn. We just don't pay him. We give him the free version. <laughs> But we're we're with Simplecast now, and when you're looking at our podcast on your phone or on a website, you can recast it. I think it's better if you're on your desktop, and you mm-hmm. can basically take this. Say I say something absurd, and then you laugh until you pee yourself. You could take that snippet, and you could tweet that snippet out to the world. And you could say, "Guys, I just laughed until I peed myself," or you, or your microphone breaks. Yep. And our our feed is correct, so if you're on Spotify, uh, you notice that it has been updated since February. It is now fixed. Yeah, so, we're back on Spotify. All Sorry our feeds guys. are good. My mic goes out from time to time. Or <laughs> if you're listening to Hashing It Out, and Corey and Colin say something, and they have a guest on that's actually phenomenal, and it breaks your brain and melts it, you can recast yeah. that, and you could tweet that out. Or Crypto Bully's got somebody on from Iceland who's mining, uh, been mining for five years, and he wants to tell his tale. <laughs> you could recast those things, right? So you could you can get our stuff out there. So so when I log on to Twitter, I don't have to see see today. I took a ba- I took a bathroom break. Bitcoin doesn't take bathroom breaks. Long live Bitcoin. Short the bankers. I don't have to see shit like that every damn day, <laughs> and I actually see some. Some good, great, wholesome stuff. Yeah. So okay. um, if the yeah. point is, the point is, is that if you like what we do and you think that we're a good podcast, let <laughs> others know because there's a lot of podcasts out there and we've been doing it for a long time. So let other people know that we exist so that they can join our community and make our community better. Like I, that's, that's, that's why we do this, right? We do this because we want to build a community of people who are like-minded and help us do our job better. Like we want to listen to people who understand things, hopefully better than we do, so that they yeah. can help us make a better podcast. So help us do that by recasting our shit. Recast it, baby. Designated wow. recaster, join the squad. Please. And, All right. Uh, our our book makes a great Easter gift. So go on Amazon. <laughs> buy that. It's on the sidebar on the homepage. So so enthusiastic about it. Yeah, yeah. it's a gift. Oh, Easter's coming up. Yep. You're gonna want to give somebody a book about Bitcoin and Ether that's... and blockchain. And if you don't want to do any of those things, but you got a lot of money, go to the BitcoinPodcast.com. <laughs> There's a donate button. You can donate a bunch of your money to us, and then be on the top of the leaderboard, which means you're better than everyone else that ever donated to us. Don't you want to be Man. better than everybody? <laughs> give us much. I'd money. imagine that you would. Oh, right. Man. Even, and if you ain't first, you're last. So that's true. Real talk. <laughs> yeah. Say about um, one of the great. Real talk. <laughs> so uh, 
that's it guys thank you for another week um of listening we hope you enjoyed uh for some reason i slid into a a great value denzel on this week's just the headers but really i was just kind of deliriously exhausted and happened naturally so i apologize to anyone i offended um you got an on-ramping coming out yeah with with someone from the slack not someone from the slack teach me reach me reached out and uh on-ramping's coming soon and and it's with a female so if you're tired of hearing dude voices and you need a, a different pitch in your ear. I feel yeah. like that's a selling point. Some brand new flavor in your ear. Points. I mean, there's a lot of dudes on the network. Quality selling saying. point is a female. <laughs> yeah. wow. Time for new flavor in your ear. All right, guys. Play. Oh, shout out to Zoe Saldana, Zazi Beats, and Carla Lewis. Play. All females. Just saying. Yep. Play the outro.